1: So my next interview, my next Hot Docs interview is with Agil Larson. He was calling in from Oslo uh, today. So at points, uh, the, the, the line is a little faint, but I hope you'll stay with us. We had, a, we had a great conversation about his new film, 69 Minutes of 86 Days. Is this not a great title for a film? And I think it already, I, uh, say, well, it certainly set the tone for me uh, and, and for some of the, the, the establishing shots in the film. Uh, for for the way uh, Aguil sets up his story. You're going to want to uh, not only listen to this interview, but you are going to want to run out and see this film. It's at Hot Docs. Uh, it's something like you've probably never uh, seen before agil and I talk uh, about the Syrian crisis we talk about childlike wonder we talk about making sense of time uh, you know we we, we got into uh, mostly some pretty pretty heavy issues but we we really approach them I think in a in a in a uh, pretty conversational and a pretty light way uh, agil has a lot of hope and that really comes through uh, with uh, this young uh, girl who he follows in this young family that he follows in the film. So please uh, stay uh, connected for the conversation, but get out to Hot Docs to see the film as well. Uh, it's called 69 Minutes of 86 Days. Don't forget David Peck Live for more information about my podcasting and my speaking and writing and also rabble.ca. Uh, you can find out more there as well. Uh, coming right up, Agil Larson and 69 Minutes of 86 Days. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here uh, today, part two, not part two, but our second Hot Docs interview, uh, calling in from Oslo. Uh, We've got Agil Larson here with us today to talk about his new film, 69 Minutes of 86 Days. Agil, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So let's get the weather out of out of uh, off the table right away. We've got a beautiful sunny day. It looks like we're moving into summer finally here in Toronto. That's what you're going to be landing to hopefully tomorrow. What is the weather like there?
2: I was snowing as I came. I I, I came to, to Oslo yesterday. Actually, I've been in Lebanon for for a while. Okay, and uh, <laughs> it was like. Actually, really snowy when I thought so That was a shock. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to leaving this shit hole.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's pretty funny that you're coming here to get away from the snow. We we pretty much w- washed our hands of it recently, so it's uh, it's been not been a horrible winter, but it's 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 you know it's the sun is here. How's that? And we're pretty thrilled. So uh, good. The weather conversation is out of the way. Let's get into what we really uh, want to talk about today: your new film. Uh, first of all, congratulations, and and what what a beautiful film! I I was I was blown away. I was uh, astounded not only by the the cinematography and the music, by but just by your approach and the style. So yeah, first out, congratulations and and well done. And um, because we won't be talking to tomor- uh, tomorrow tomorrow, uh, welcome to Toronto. Thanks. Thank you very much. That's a beautiful start for this conversation, I guess. <laughs> so tell me, um, I've got lots of questions but why only 69 minutes?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, to begin with, uh, I didn't know what type of film it would end up being. It's like always the beauty or the horror or whatever, with documentary, always going into something and you don't know really what will come out on the other end when you're done with the project. So, uh, this, project was also something like this. I had a very strong idea, and I had a lot of concepts about what type of film I wanted to make, but at the end of the day, I didn't really know what it would end up being, because this was going into some uncertainty uh, with the subject I didn't know who I would follow. I didn't know, yeah, all sorts of things. Sure. So what? that it ended with 69 minutes, it's just uh, <laughs> basically maybe that... We felt it could be a feature-length film, um, and that we felt it it could hold those seventy minutes. But yeah, you know, making longer films is also you you need to make your films for audience as well. well. I, I just, uh,
1: Aguil, I find I, I love the title. By the way, I really do love the title of the film, and I think it it it, it sort of speaks volumes to what this this story and I mean story in the bigger sense of the word, you know, is really all mm. about. And, you know, from, uh, I mean, it, to me, your film is about, about this family. It's about this young, uh, beautiful, cute, young, lovely young girl lean, but, but it's also uh, about, uh, it's human rights. Um, 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 you know, it's about fine. Fi- it's about finding our place. It's about equity and opportunity and about, kindness and generosity. I mean, there's just so many subtexts to the film, which I just think is, is remarkable. Um, uh, when you say you weren't sure about the type of film, did you do you mean stylistically, or do you mean from a narrative perspective?
2: No, I didn't know that it, the title would end up being... Uh, I didn't decide on the title specifically before I went. Right. I decided on a lot of things regarding the time aspect, which is, you know... Uh, sensing, uh, a feeling of uh, experiencing time one-to-one and having these long takes and all that. So a little bit of the title was already an idea established from experiencing time as an audience or sure. trying to make sense of time uh, because their journey, of course, was a somewhat a nightmare or somewhat a quite a challenge and the film shows a little bit of that, but the film can't really portray that in a real, honest way. Or it can only be a fragment. It can only be mm. a retelling, or me kind of portraying their journey, or they as human beings. So, uh, like the title tries to be a little bit honest about. Yeah, well, I love films in general are about, and um, yeah, you know, you can't really, you can't be 100 percent. You're not telling truth, so I'm just telling a 69-minute story right. of their story in a, in, a, in a particular
1: way. In, in, I mean, perspective for you clearly. Uh, I love how you say you're you're trying to make sense of time with the film. There were points where I actually was drawn in, in in a in a in a real time sort of sense like i I felt like I was walking alongside of you and and that this was actually just sixty nine minutes you know and clearly it 's not i mean this is uh you know this is over a period of time and so on, but it really did feel like it was just this this uh, very intimate small snapshot of 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 these people 's lives.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good thing if you if you have that opinion, or that if you could feel the the presence. Th- that was a lot of the uh, the visual concept, or uh, the idea of the how we were supposed to feel this thing, but as a particular drama, or as using all the tools of cinematography and the tools of filmmaking to dramatize, but rather try to make a feeling of presence or a feeling of something close to honesty or uh, i don't know it, right yeah it, it depends on how you how you read the film maybe yeah pre- i think that you I,
1: I love the, I love the word presence. There was a real authenticity and, uh, uh, an honesty, I think to this portrayal. I've seen, I have seen a few docs over the last couple of years that are dealing with, you know, similar issues. A couple narrative films actually from the Toronto International Film Festival last year dealing with, you know, immigrants and refugee crises and newcomers to Canada newcomers around the world, basically. Um, and, and, mm. and, and, and what people are leaving, you know, leaving their homes to go and build something elsewhere. But, but how you know it, it just? Re- <laughs> I love your film, uh, Gil, because it raises so many questions about what it means to be human. It seems to me, and what it what does it mean to be in relationship with and to others? And and um, did you shoot the whole film? Is it fair to say you shot the whole film at sort of about a three foot level at the at the or a meter one meter level? Not the whole
2: film. I, I tried to be on her level. So right. If it was carried. I would be at. Right. her carrying level like, yeah, or if she was walking around I would be down where she was so it was like trying to be where she was all the time uh, but the opening of the film is maybe from a grown-up level uh, because the opening of the film is supposed to be a final. we are also one of these people coming from the sea and where are we going? To, where are we going to meet? So it's like it opens up with something that is not the viewpoint of a child, but the viewpoint of uh, maybe an adult or you know, whatever. Uh, and then we find Leon, and from there uh, the film tries to stick to her, her level.
1: There's a, um, as, as difficult as the subject is as difficult as these you know even the opening images are and the implications of your opening images uh, on the beach and you know what what preceded your opening images obviously are the questions we have to we have to be asking ourselves and um, trauma separation you know all, all kinds of pretty horrific things there does really seem to be this beautiful uh, and connected thread of hope mostly it seems to me communicated through lean this young girl um can can you talk about that sense of hope agil did you go into the project feeling that did you come out feeling that uh, could could you could you
2: unpack that a little bit for us you mean the sense of hope yeah you know, the like sense of hope is filming
1: yeah yeah like well, so i guess i mean there's a few I mean, que- there's a few questions there but but did you lose hope as you started to tell this story more, or you know, <laughs> you know, as you learned more about what was actually going on, because you you've beautifully communicated this sense that, you know, uh, there is a sense, there is a reason to be hopeful.
2: Yeah, I mean, some parts. Uh, at some point, you know, some of the idea of this film came out of that. Uh, I was feeling that the media and the stories portraying this crisis or whatever you want to call it and the people that was part of it uh, wasn't, a, you know it's, it's quite dramatic stories that you hear and you know that the stories are dramatic so the the whole picture is, is painted out for us quite cre- clearly that this is a there is a horror going on and there are really bad things in the world, you know mm-hmm. uh, but I Maybe as a consumer of media and as a consumer of images and as a consumer of uh, news articles and uh, news shows all the time, we, uh, we are shaped into something that are portrayed for us. And ever since, I mean, media started to show us these images of the horror of the world, we have kind of turned a little blind eye to what is happening. Mm. So there is a, I feel that there is, a, there is a little bit of a change in the way we are perceiving images or perceiving stories from around the world. And the more we keep maybe prompting or the more we keep talking about the, the bad stuff that is going on, we also have to remind ourselves that we need to tell some stories of hope or some stories of... Human relations, and because everywhere, I mean, families are families everywhere. Mm. People are people everywhere. This is not something that you can hide. Even though it seems that we becoming a more and more polarized society, we keep on forgetting that. I mean, whatever we grow up or whatever we end up in our lives, there, there, there are always these beautiful stories. And this was some of the. Of the, I mean, the, the pillars of the ideas of this film that we needed that humane story, we needed that story coming from a perspective that was not that was difficult to put into a sad, like a horror, mm. horror context, if you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, no, I, th- I think I know what you so, mean. With is it, do you think it's fair to say that? so you 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 mentioned that um and i'd love to hear more about this from you uh, especially you know post make, the making of this film and you must have developed some pretty intimate relationships with the with the folks the syrian folks in your film um, but you say there's a change in how we perceive images in the world and I'm, I'm 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 imagining you mean that in a negative way that that images are to be consumed they they come they go we see hundreds of them thousands of them every day but we don't really they're not. They're out of context, I guess. And is it fair to say that you're saying as we start to see more of these hopeful stories, does that does that change the way we see the world? Do you think? Are you that? Um, I mean, I, Agil, I'm that idealistic. Yeah. I'm that idealistic. I do believe that, but but I'd love to yeah. hear your thoughts. No,
2: I mean I don't know if things are changing that much, but I know that uh, we are consumers of. Uh, or we are consuming everything, all kinds of information that flows around us. And a lot of that information or a lot of that is portrayed in a very or very gruesome way. Mm. And we... In the end, it's hard for maybe other regions or Europeans or North Americans or whatever to maybe relate to that image of the world. And in the same way, we are also we kind of we become pushed away from right. something that is also reality of course maybe in the 60s or 50s or whatever when the, the horror of the world maybe needed to be shown to people at the same time when all the horror is everywhere around us uh, also we have to sh- we have to show each other that the beauty of the world hasn't disappeared <laughs> Did- And yeah there, there is a, there is a. We have a responsibility as storytellers, or as filmmakers, or journalists, or whatever, to try to make, try to, you know, tell some of those hopeful stories, some of those hopeful moments between people, yes. even if they are coming out of the war, or if they are coming out of something, yeah, have horrific as war is. There will always be that family situation that relationships with, between people and love and everything it's there you just have to be reminded this is also part of life in in war or yeah
1: no it's good I, I really do I love your idealism I love the the focus on the hope I mean as a as a filmmaker as a storyteller you you had every opportunity. To tell a variety of different stories here, you could have really, I mean, the way the film opens, you, you wonder where we're heading. You could have really focused on the horror of all of this, but instead, it seems to me, you really, uh, I mean, one of the core aspects of this film is family. Is the is the yeah. is that sense of community? I mean, this is really a a, a family road movie <laughs> in in every sense of the word, you know the crossing of the tracks, yeah. the the train, the buses, the walking, the beach the t- I mean it's it's really quite quite lovely the way it it, it all you know we, we go from here to there in a matter of sixty nine minutes and I think you know we, we do find our way home.
2: I mean, you know that the horror is there, of course. The, yes. You, you've heard all the stories. I mean, the film has helped in that way. You know, it's easier for you to perceive and see, maybe, and consume some of the, the the hopeful and to see maybe the... to see a little bit more wider into the concept or, mm. the, uh, or the, the surroundings of this story that the horror is there yeah, definitely. I mean the this is the is the the biggest human disaster since the world which is that things are happening. I mean there are really bad things happening. But I, I think it it's worthwhile to try to remember that within that there is hope and there is a lot of nice things going on. There's a lot of nice people and nice relations.
1: Why did you um Agil, why did you wait so long before there was any real um, dialogue in the film? And I think I think I noticed it was around the thirteen-minute mark before we actually hear uh, the family ch- chatting with one another.
2: And the the basic idea of the film, already from the start, was that we were going to follow the child and we were going to try to experience the this journey or this the environment or part of the world as we have learned uh, in the refugee route or and call it from the child's perspective. So I, I kind of felt that uh, I didn't I didn't if there was dialogue I would keep it in but if there wasn't mm. I, I wouldn't try to push the dialogue into the film, push any information into the film that has been, you know, somewhat relevant maybe the child's perspective. Right. Because everything in the film is trying to be seen as child, seasons, or as the child, or what the child sees as important, or relevant, maybe, for her. Yeah, it's good. So I, I try to keep some of that into the... To the well,
1: you know what's so cool to me about it, uh, and so meaningful to me that resonates, is uh, as a pretty young. I have a nine-year-old and eleven-year-old, Spencer and Victoria. And I mean, as they were growing up, uh, I mean, so much of what a young child does is observe. Right? We. We see the world in a particular way. We're watching others. We're watching adults. I love the shot of, of, you know, as the camera turns to, I think, the sun coming up on the beach. And, you know, uh, also very hopeful kind of opening, you know, to the film in a sense. But this is this young girl observing all these things around her and processing all this and yet still maintaining this sense of mystery and wonder and you know, a beautiful smile and she's just she's so present, you know, as you mentioned earlier. And and I think for me that's that's sorta of what it what it said to me, man. You know, maybe maybe it's time we step back and, and kinda of listen, you know, a little more
2: yeah, I, I think we can learn a lot from from the child and sure we can learn something about it. we can learn something from them in our, in our daily life maybe as parents or as somebody who knows children or has experienced being around children, we can learn something from their naivety or their way of looking at everything with open eyes. Mm. And some of that was but also the idea the, before we went up trying to find an anchor or trying to find who we were going to follow. So yeah, I really think that you look at the child or if you listen to the child, their openness towards people or their openness towards what they need in the world is not shaped uh, in the same way that we adults have a preconception of how we're supposed to look at people we don't know how we're supposed to... Uh, uh, the kind of ideas you have about the country, culture, uh, color, or whatever. These ideas are used for the second time the child are taking them away. They haven't learned that they don't have that language yet. So that's kind of the I think we can learn something from are going that's UP.
1: Yeah there's there's no there's no there's no judgment in her eyes there's no judgment in her conversation with I'm assuming with her father or with some of her family members there's a beautiful moment near the end of the film where she's telling a story I think to her dad presumably and it's a it's a really marvelous moment just to say you know this again talking about community and family and and and, and I guess that sense of you know that sense of childlike wonder that uh that we do uh, seem to ignore, you know, as adults, and and uh, it's it's really quite lovely how you portray it in the film. Hey, you know, we're gonna we're probably gonna wrap up here in a couple of minutes, Agil. I just uh, c- can you tell me how did you find how did you find the family, and 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 they seemed really open to you um, spending so much time with them. But can you can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we w- we went to Kouros,
2: the, the Greek island, uh, called or whatever Uh, and and we went there to try to find the kind of child for this story and maybe somewhat as we see in the film uh, we just stumbled across Leon. we kind of found her in the crowd wow not in the sense that we see it in the film but we we found her uh, at that island and she was that type of child that you know, sticks out a little bit in the crowd. She was, uh, she was very outgoing. She was very, she had that playfulness to her, and she had that spark in her eyes. Even though everybody was really tired, and everybody was brown because it didn't. I mean, they they just made it to Europe, and right. which is like a it, there's a somewhat image of hope because he kind of made that journey crossing the sea you came all the way through Turkey, crossed the border from the uh, from Syria. In, in. And um but when you arrive to Europe suddenly you realize that how the journey is not over. Right. <laughs> right. It's just started. Uh, yeah, and you know, there is some kind of there is a hopelessness. There is like a you don't know what future will bring. So Right. People are tired. People are very uncertain about what is going to happen next. Um, and you, but you could immediately sense it somewhere else. She was still, even though she realized that her family was really tired and everything was not really perfect, she still was on the adventure. She was very right. you know, purple. She was playing. She. Yep. She was having a good time at the same time that she was feeling that things were bad. And that faithfulness was really perfect. I thought it was perfect for the story and it was worth taking the risk trying to follow her story. And the family was immediately very open to this idea. We were very specific about what type of film we were making and trying to explain them that we were following Leon, focusing on her story. And they immediately—they were very open and extremely helpful to us because I was traveling more than half of the way myself, and the rest of the way we were two people and with a lot of heavy equipment and batteries and so forth. So the family was really helping us out and you know being extremely really nice. To us. So it was a became a little bit of a family. Yeah, was really I, important. I feel.
1: Yeah, well, you can really sense that. And did you pronounce her name, Leon? Yeah. So it's Leanne. So it's yeah. yeah. So it's Leanne. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I mispronounced her name earlier. I apologize. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful. You really, I mean, that that sense of intimacy and and that sense of family really does, uh, I think, come through uh, in in the story and the screen and the in and in the cinematography. Just the, the way you've you've pieced it all together, it's it really is quite marvelous. Did you guys come up against anything during the making of the film that was, um, was, was, uh, home, you know, not, not to focus on the negative, but did you come across any, uh, racism, um, you know, division, people kind of pushing back, uh, on, on, you know, what was actually happening on the beachfront there, um, from, from, from an immigration perspective, did that come up
2: at all? I mean, there is all kinds of tension in the air. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you can feel it everywhere. Uh, both coming from the people uh, who are on that journey, because they they are so uncertain, and they don't know what the next step will be, so they're afraid and they're scared. Uh, and then there is, you know, at that island, there are two full tourists, which is an absurd scene somewhat, and, you know... There are a lot of people trying to establish their integrity like in normal society as well. Right. And, yeah, there is that tension. And that tension also varies from country to country to situation to situation. And there is a lot of opportunism, you know, people trying to earn money on people, like desperate people. Um this is extremely frustrating, both for, uh, extremely frustrating for that family or that, those people who have lost everything, yeah. and, you know, they have the, their last sense left to spend trying to figure out their future. Uh, and it's also really frustrating for us when we were there. And still, we couldn't intervene so much, so we couldn't really... We were helping out in the best way that we, did, right. we could intervene in there, into what was happening. So, yeah, there. and, you know, you're traveling with a lot of different people. There were always coming new people to this group that we were traveling with. And when you hear their stories and you go into detail, there is a lot of, um, I mean, horrific things that have happened to a lot of these people. And...
1: I think yeah. I think really you know hard it must have been must have been very challenging. Well, I think uh, I've got one more question. I have lots more questions for you, Gil, but I I've, I've got one more for the interview, but but um it must have been very difficult editorially, you know, to to make some of the decisions, you know, uh, as a director and 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 as you were getting pulled into this family, the choices that you had to make on what to show and what not to show. And and I, yeah. I I applaud you and I've got a huge amount of admiration for the for what appear to be the very hopeful choices that you made. I think it's utterly brilliant and, and you know, you start out by, by telling us the horror of this the reality of this situation and then you build on that and say, But hang on, this is this is about opportunity, this is a new life, this is this is a family uh uh relocating in, in the best sense of the word with, with what little they have. And, and I think it's really remarkable. Hey, what did you, and this is a pretty big question, but what did you not know when you started filming that you, that you, you, you realize now, you know, having seen the, the, the film in its final cut about to premiere at Hot Docs here in Toronto, what, what do you know today that you didn't know when you started
2: this journey? I guess this is the beautiful thing about making documentaries or film in general, that you you get to spend a lot of time with uh, the theme or the, the subject that you're mm. going into. Mm. So you're getting to meet, like in person, some of the the people that is you know involved in this situation. And, you know... You can read up and down on what is going on in Syria and what is going on in Afghanistan and what is going on now in Yemen and Somalia. And, yeah, you know, the list goes on forever. It with, does. With the injustice and, uh, you know, yeah. The world is somewhat cruel place for a lot of people. And, I mean, you, I have... Unclear. I mean, I have some ideas about what is wrong and what is good about the world, and um, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to solve any of this because right. uh, right. you know, too big, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not here to solve anything. No, of course but, not. I yeah. mean, uh, 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 but the beauty of this is what you, when you start to look at the people that are part of these stories. When you start to listen to their stories, and you need face to face then suddenly that story or that country for that sake or that village that you heard about in the news it suddenly gets a face and it suddenly gets a, a personal intimate story immediately you yeah it's like when you're going to holiday and you meet somebody at the mm. airport who doesn't want to steal a coke or something like that suddenly you have a preconception about what that country is about, what type of people are living there, how their society is organized, because this is the way we human, I, I think, this is the way we work, we kind of, we generalize somewhat. And it's beautiful to generalize, in a sense, when you're meeting some people, that becomes a beautiful, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it becomes a portrait of that country, from some people that went through a lot of horror, but they are still in their hope. They are still adapting. They're trying to change. They're trying to do things better for their family. And you could really sense that when Mm. we were traveling with these Mm. people and with the family and everybody around them that this was people sticking together. They were adapting to the situation. They were trying to make their way together. and, And that, you know... In modern society, we are kind of falling a little bit away from family mm. relations and we are just individual society maybe. And yeah, it's so wonderful to see how people are coping with things from uh, yeah, they're becoming friends when, they're, uh, right. when, when things get difficult. So you learn a lot about this, these types of things. And even though it's really hard for me as a filmmaker with a Norwegian passport to kind of put myself into de- their position. I cannot. It's impossible. Right, right. I can just be there and observe and listen to their stories and try to make up my you know, opinion about the things. Uh, but I can still just, you know, I have my passport. I can just leave. Take, take right, outside. right. It's I'm a safe. bit... Yeah, it's a... So it's a totally different
1: thing. It's a but, to- totally different thing. I mean,
2: all the people we met and all the... Everyone in that family and so many people, so many stories that we heard are so wonderful. And it gives you a sense of hope. And this is a good
1: thing. It is a good thing, Agil. I'm sorry we have to come to an end in the interview. I, I really appreciate your time today. We've been talking today with Agil Larson about his new film, 69 Minutes of 86 Days. You know, you said, Agil, that... Um, you know, you you don't you don't expect to change the world, and you know I, I I think you are, and I think you have, and I think you will. I mean, I truly believe in the power of story and film, and and you've made a you've made a beautiful piece here that that will. There will be a splash and ripple effect from this. This is going to touch people's lives. I truly believe that you've 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 i mean you really have taken us to a hopeful place and i, I think that's really remarkable and again congratulations and and uh I hope you have a safe trip uh to Toronto enjoy hot docs and i'm I'm sorry we're not going to get to meet face to face but but thanks again for your time today. I really appreciate it thanks for uh,
2: having me I'm looking forward to the sun and uh to see Toronto so. Hope to see you guys out there and coming to see my film. It would be great. Excellent. Thank, thanks for your time, Miguel. Thank you. Bye bye.